I wanna I wanna learn together a Rashi that that all of us know in in Safe in Parshas Nayak, but it produces a lot of thoughts, Yaakov. This Rashi, welcome home, Yasi. This Rashi produces thoughts in my mind, and I want to take you on a little journey, Akiva. Some of the thoughts that this Rashi produces in my mind, I hope it will have. It will have I think it will have benefit, really. So here, here's the Rashi, Aaron. I want to take it to places I don't. We haven't really discussed. I would say the thoughts I'm taking you over the last two, three years, these thoughts are like in my mind a lot. I want to share this with you, Binyamin, and see if it means something to the Chavar of Eli. So Rashi says something. It says, Eila told us Nayach. Parashat Nayach starts with the children of Nayach. Eila told us Nayach. We're about to study the children of Nayach. And all of us are aware that instead of then saying the children of Nayach, it speaks about Nayach. And the Pasuk, instead of what you expect next, these are the children of Nayach. Okay, let me hear his children. It says, Nayach is Tzadik Tamim. He's a Tzadik Tamim. Two compliments about Nayach. A Tzadik and Tamim. It's Machlaikas Rishayim, what that compliment is. He was in his generation. Nayach walked with God. And then it speaks about his children. So Rashi is bothered by this kasha, that what's this interruption? It said, these are the children of Nayak. Rashi's first teret is, Hayul v'izkirei. Once it mentions Nayak, siper b'shrachai. Why? Because zeichet tzadik l'vracha, when a tzadik's mention has to be a blessing. You say a tzadik, zeichet tzadik is l'vracha. The mentioning of a tzaddik causes a bracha. I want to talk about that for a couple of minutes. Hagam, it's not what I want to focus on today. It said, Eila told us Nayach. These are the children of Nayach. And really, it should start talking about Nayach. About his children. But it starts praising him because Zecher tzaddik levracha. A pasuk in Mishlei. The mention of a tzaddik levracha. The mention. Now, I want to ask you: uh, Is it an Indian zecher tzaddik levracha? Is that an Indian or a natural reaction? Chakira, Eliyahu the Chakira. Is that an Indian? If you mention a tzaddik, if we would mention Reb Chaim, you know, sometimes in a shir, I've seen Chashuv Rabbanim do this. They'll mention the ktsais and they'll say something special about the ktsais. A nice story, a nice idea. They're doing that because Zecher Tzadik Levracha. Because when you mention a child Tzadik, you say something nice. God does it. Now, Yaakov, is that something you should try? If somebody says a Tzadik's name, Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky, so I'll tell you something nice about him. Is that what you're supposed to do? Or that's what happens? It's a natural... Is Zecher Tzadik Levracha you're supposed to be from... Daniel, if we mention Ravapiansky's name, should we get from and say something nice about him? Or Zechat Sat Lavracha means that's what happens. When somebody mentions a tzaddik, the tendency is, the natural reaction is to say something nice. Yosef, how did you understand? Is that a natural reaction or an Indian? If is it just Ayla told us Nayak and the Tyrus speaks? Zechet Sadlavach, when you mention a Sadik, you just can't help but gush. 
So as you quote something from Nasa Svi Finkel, then you talk a little about him. Who was the Rosh Hashiva of the Mir? He learned with great Nasir Snefesh to watch his dominating. You talk about him, it's a natural reaction. Or is it an Indian when you say that Tzadik say something nice about him? Zeich Tzadik Levracham. Rabbi Shapiro asks, it's interesting. Yassi, it's very fascinating. We say about a Gadol, what do we write after a Gadol is no longer alive? We say Zatzal. Zatzal stands for Zechet Tzadik Levracha. It's funny we say that after death, Yassi. It's true when he's alive too. Zechet Tzadik Levracha is not specifically after he dies. The mention of Tzadik should have a good blessing. What? Nayach Eilatos, Nayach Nayach Esh Tzadik. Why do we say Zatzal, Ray Shapiro asked, why do we only say Zatzal? We're this Minag Yisrael to only say Zatzal after somebody dies. I don't know. Maybe I'm curious. This Shimmy Schiller listens to the Shiurim, and always every question I have, he knows the answer. He corrected, I said, like every Siara, that storms were created for Tyra, he said Siara means the moon. Siara means the moon, not storms. Siara, the, the moon was created for, for Tyra. That's a long discussion. What shaykh is the moon to Tyra? Very good question. The bottom line is, I hope Shimmy could tell us, if somebody came up, why do we say Zatzal, Zeichet Tzadik Levracha? After the Tzadik's Nifter, why can't we say it Tzadik who's alive now and say Zatzal, Zeichet Tzadik Levracha? It's true. The remembrance of Tzadik, you mention his name, you give up a blessing. That's what you do. That's what it causes. That's what you're supposed to do. Lemaisa, Rashi's first pshat is it mentions Nayach, Elatos Nayach, and Hashem then gushes about Nayach. That's what you're supposed to do. Zechet Tzadik Levracha. The remembrance of a Tzadik causes a gushing, a, a blessing. But Rashi has a second pshat. And it's the second pshat, Eli, that I want to talk about today, Nisano. I'm hoping no. I'll tell you something about any speech like this. Nobody goes to a speech and a speech changes your life. There's no such thing. If anybody here ever went to a basketball camp, I was Zaycha to work in an Zaycha. I had an option. I like coaching a lot. And I coached in a basketball camp. I used to go for four days a year and coach in a, a very good basketball camp. Anybody goes to a basketball camp, we've had guys in Yeshiva go to Step It Up and other camps. Anybody goes to a basketball camp, it doesn't change your game. They give you, you say this, that if you want to take those, they give you rules and ideas and things to steigen that if you want to take it and work on it, it can change your game. So I want to say something today that, I, that I'm working on. I'm finding it to be life-changing. I don't say, because you hear this, it's life-changing. I say that if you want to work on this, I think it could be life-changing. And Rashi says as follows. Rashi says, Eila told us Nayach, these are the children of Nayach. And then it says, Nayach is Sadik. It speaks about his actions. Says Rashi, another Pshat, Lamedcha, to teach us. Sher Iker told us, saying, Shal Tzadikim. The main children of Tzadikim is their Maisim Tevim. Now, this fascinated me, and I want you to hear this. It doesn't say the Iker Toldes of a person. Why didn't it say the main children of a person is their actions? It says the Iker Toldes of Tzadikim are their Maisim Toivim. That's interesting. The main children of Tzadikim are their deeds. 
is, are, are, is everybody's main children their deeds? It says Sadiqim's main children are their deeds. Now, many, many people, I have met many Yabachar who went through difficulties in life and what keeps him going, many guys, I've had guys who visualize holding their little son. They visualize, many guys have said, I'm learning, it's very touching. Many guys have started learning Gemara, one day I want to learn with my kid. He comes home, I want to be able to learn with my son, I want to be able to learn with my daughter. And it's a dream of my children. Many people have been moved to all different types of production to impact their kid. And there's a sense and a desire for a child our child is our legacy, is our future. We look at somebody when we have give birth to a child who's going to outlive us and is going to take ideals and values that we hand and bring it further than us. The word legacy, the word continuation. Avram Avinu, and this is one of the most amazing psukim in the entire Torah, Avram Avinu is told at the age of 75 that you're going to have Olam Abba. Could you imagine? Avram Avinu served Hashem for decades and decades and had no idea there's something called the world to come. What he thought, I don't know. He served Hashem and was close to Hashem. And Hashem broke him this news that for eternity I'm going to give you gifts. Scharcha harbe ma'id. Avram Avinu, I'd like to share a little news. Picture that day. It's like the pretty cool news. For eternity, I'm going to give you... Welcome home, Danny. For eternity, I'm going to give you a reward for eternity. Incredible day after decades of idealism, of being a loyalist to Hashem. Hashem Nisan, it's an incredible day, breaks Avram the news. It's mind-boggling to think about. Mind-boggling. Hashem speaks to Avram, says, I have a little news for you. You've been working for decades. Guess what? You're getting eternity. I'm going to give you eternal reward. And Hashem knows what I like. He makes all the things I like. Hashem sent, for heaven's sake, he created Simcha Schwartz, send him here. He knows people I like. And he sends friendship. Hashem knows us, knows what we like, knows what we're into, and says that there's an Olam that's going to be better. I don't know what Olam is. I have no idea. And if somebody tells you they do know, run from them, they're a liar. We don't know what Olam is, but I just know Hashem will clearly gets me. Really gets me. I have a wonderful family. Really gets the things I'm into. He really seems to be on, on point. And he says, you ain't see nothing. This is not the world of Gemol. Olam is going to be Gishmak. I'm very, very confident. Hashem has proven himself. Abba is going to be very good. Really a wonderful world. And Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu is told by Hashem, The God who gets him, who he's close to, you're going to have Olam Abba. Avram Avinu's response is incredible. And Avram Avinu was happy about Olam Abba, is in Olam Abba and accepted his reward. But he said sheepishly to Hashem, this, he didn't deny Olam Abba, he didn't not accept. Uh, you know, somebody comes up and offers you like a billion dollars and you're appreciative. You say, uh, I don't know how to say this, there's something else I want a little more. 
I see your end to me. Asavram Avinu says to Hashem, I see your end to me, Hashem. You're clearly into me and you're giving me Eilam Abba. There's something I want more than Eilam Abba. And what I want more than Eilam Abba is I want children. If I have no children, what are you giving me? I want children. Avram Avinu craved children. And he wants children. What do you want in children? What did he want? Avram Avinu says more than Eilam Abba. Rebbe Hanan Wasserman, when he brings out the incredible aspect of the Akedas Yitzchak, of giving up that child, and Rebbe Hanan explained to us, do you know anybody who gave up their Eilam Abba for Hashem? I don't know any human being in history who gave up their Eilam Abba. Anything we do for Hashem gives us more world to come. Nobody gave up. There's no person ever in history who gave up their eternal reward for Hashem. There's no such person. Whatever they do, they get more oil One man in history gave up a child which he clearly stated every word in the Torah is true and he said the child Maish is more precious to me than oil Rather than eternal reward I want a child. That's like, Wow. There's nothing you can give me if I have no kids. Ravram Avinu said is I serve you but then my time is up and I want a child whose service is going to outlive me. That's what I want. I want a child who when I'm gone I want descendants. Avram dreamed of this room. Avram Avinu dreamed of this. I was once at Simcha I want you to hear this, Avram. I was once at a convention of Talmidim of Rebbe, of, of, of Eishatayr, of Rabbi Noach Weinberg. Rabbi Noach Weinberg was a fiery idealist. And I was at a convention of Rabbi Noach's Talmidim. And a guy got up and he said, Rebbe never would have dreamt of this. The gathering was beautiful. And he said, oh, he like bemoaned. I made never would have dreamt this. He like bemoaned, I wish Rebbe could see this. The guy said such a nosah. Oh, I wish Rebbe could see this. Nisanel, you hear what happened? I want you to hear this, The first guy gets up, says, oh, I wish Rebbe could see this. All the Talmidim, creating new Talmidim, I wish Rebbe could see this. Gets up the next speaker, and he said, Rebbe saw it, that's why it is. Rebbe was dreaming of this. He saw this, that's why we're here, because he saw this. <laughs> the first guy bemoaned, I wish Rebbe could see it. The second guy explained to him, Rebbe saw this, that's why we're all here. Avram Avinu saw this, that's why we're here. Avram Avinu visualized sincere people learning Hashem's Torah, sincere people studying being idealistic and loyalist to Hashem. And Avram Avinu said more than my eternal reward, which he's certain to get, and Hashem promised him. But he said, I want children. I want people to continue to be loyalist to Hashem. And forever there's an innate desire people want a child. They want legacy. They want people that, that all they teach and all they have outlives them. My Rebbe used to talk to me about a hundred years from now. It made me shiver, and it was very, like, bizarre to me. I was a youngster. A youngster thinks, like, four minutes from now. 
I can like go to the end. I think like whatever season, the Giants, I'm up to the, I'm not up to Super Bowl. We're not thinking that, but playoffs, Chach now. Like that's as far as my mind can go. As a Met fan, you never think plays. It's throughout September. <laughs> like, the, the, yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, but when we're being fully honest. Your mind goes, a youngster thinks a certain, I'll tell you something funny that, um, that, it, that I interview guys for Yeshiva, and I hear I'll interview a 14-year-old, and I tend to think people should come here older. The older, the better, and it's very dangerous to come young, because a youngster doesn't know what he's experiencing. Don't just after eh? He doesn't know what it means at a place that you could really choose and figure out. Even that your schedule is not, there's a schedule to be had if you tap in, but that you make your own schedule. That a guy described to me the anxiety when I was in school. I felt knowing, I feel there's more anxiety for some guys in Waterbury, 100%. Because what am I doing next? Where am I putting myself? And I want a guy to have that discomfort. Where am I putting myself? I don't want to take a 16 year old and make him a two year old because I tell him, you're standing here, you're going here, ding, ding. It, it's very anxious. People have more anxiety here, ironically, because what's my next move? And I have to build my schedule, build my day. The bottom line is, I have a youngster, he's 14, I don't think he's ready for the yeshiva, I think he's very young, won't understand, and will just fall without the gains. So I'll, I'll think a kid should wait, and I'll, I'll describe the yeshiva to the parents, the kid's 14, and let's say I meet him in January. So I say, next September, Ella will come to yeshiva, the parents are fired up, and I'll describe, he'll be 15, what he'll get, how great it will be, parents are excited. To the kid, telling him he's coming in six months is zero, zero. Could you imagine if a guy tells you in 50 years, it's zero. It's not even like you've given him, oh, I'm so happy. The adult is excited. You gave a future in six months. Things will be great. What you doing between? So what? What No, no, it's six months. It's a blink. I'm struggling right now. Sit at Met Games for six months. We'll go in more pain. But we're thinking eternity. Mm So it's right he's in pain now, but six months will be fine. But to a youngster, six months, is, it's like telling an adult 50 years from now, you're not comforting me, I'm in pain now. A youngster lives now, as you get older, more amount of time matters to you, you'll see that. More amount of time, you're able to think more amount of times as you get older. You'll just be able to think more amount of times. Youngsters, addicts stay like babies. There are reasons for this. Addicts are babyish. Addicts think right now. They're incapable. They stay there because they always have flight behaviors. Emotionally, they stay babyish. They don't think long periods of time. If you're maturing, a natural thing of maturity is longer periods of time. That's, it's natural. You start thinking more periods. It's natural. A, an addict doesn't have the natural growth because he has flight. He doesn't develop, he thinks now. They have studies, if they would have a drug that's better than any drug on the market, one caveat, it's released slowly, it's going to come, it would be cheaper and a better high, but it's released slowly, it doesn't come for an hour, it wouldn't, the addict wouldn't like it, he wants now. The addict is a, is, is a flight behavior and he stays very babyish. A little baby, if you tell him in a day, my son orders stuff, 
from Amazon. He always asked, is it tomorrow yet? When he was young, he doesn't ask, is it tomorrow yet? He's always, I, I always wonder what day I could say today is tomorrow. Like, he always, is it tomorrow? <laughs> always like, it's a very trippy question, is it tomorrow? But anyway... <laughs> Yes, it tomorrow. But like the scent, I need tomorrow. it now. Like the orders, he, if you ask a little kid, he'd much rather a less present now than a better present you have to order on Amazon. It takes two days. And for a youngster to hear six months is like another lifetime. There's zero comfort to the kid. As we get older and we're excited, six months, I have a good solution. We can much more manage longer. My Rebbe as a youngster used to talk to me about many years from now. He would talk. We had, I remember a specific conversation where he was talking a hundred years from now on things he wants to do that will affect a hundred years. I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't have any capacity to care about a hundred years. As we get older, it matters longer term. And even in systems, how can we make systems that outlast us, that are bigger than us? The want for a child is very, very deep, a sense of something that's going to outlast me. Something, and the want for a child is very powerful. Legacy, I want, I want service of Hashem and loyalty well past I'm gone. Says Rashi, Tzadikim Iker Toldoi Seim. The main children of tzaddikim is their children. Is their maizim toivim. Iker told the essential tzaddikim. Tzaddikim see their main legacy is their maizim toivim. Now, be'emes I have a cash on Avram Avinu. I have a cash on Iker told the essential tzaddikim maizim toivim. I asked the chevra cash. I don't know the answer. Is that Avram Avinu said, I'd rather children. What do you mean? Maizim toivim is more than children. So you have Maisim Toivim. So Hudi says, that's only Avram. Says Hudi, another tzaddik wouldn't say, I have, Avram, there was no Klai so there were no loyalists. So Avram Avinu said, I want Klai After Avram Avinu gets Klai to another tzaddik, Iker told us, Tzaddikim is Maisim Toivim. Brilliant, Hudi. Brilliant, brilliant answer to this question. Problem. Like Le- my- I'm so- what you say? <laughs> Brilliant, Tootie. So there are no, there aren't, there, Avram Avinu, Nayak didn't visualize, Nayak didn't ask, but Avram Avinu asked for Klal Yisrael. So in, 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 in the norm of the world, Avram Avinu wanted a specific thing that was a chiddush of Avram Avinu. A nation that's meyuchet to be loyalist to Hashem. That's Avram Avinu's request. And he got us. Avram Avinu dreamt of his own chiddush. But without, with the noyachs are the main thing. And it goes back. Without that chiddush of Avram, there's Maisim Taivim, which is much deeper than, than, than a totally same. Avram wanted a specific thing called Klaistel. And he got it. That's, that's how we resolve this. Now, Lemaiset says that the main offspring of tzaddikim is their maizim toivim. I think it could be true on regular people, by the way, also. Tzaddikim live this. Is it, on a regular person, as his main told us, tzaddikim live, their main legacy is their own maizim toivim. Now, I want to speak about this, that maizim toivim are called our children. And I want to say as follows. And this is where I said there's something I'm thinking a lot about in the last couple of years. I want to share this with you. 
I can't say it's fully, it's not, you don't need these thoughts for the Rashi, but in talking about our actions, being our toldus, the Chavetz Chaim describes, we take this as almost metaphoric. We do an action, we take it as some metaphor. The action is, our legacy is the actions we did, it's about us. The Chavetz Chaim describes good deeds as they're eternal, and you could visit your good deeds depending how lishma is, how often you get to visit them. The good deeds last in Olam and they're there and stay, and how often you get to visit them depends how lishma you were. But there's, a, there's something called good deeds that last forever. I want to say like this, Avrami, and here's the thought that I want to get to and share with everybody. We see in mitzvahs, Yassi, listen well, Eli, I want, Chaim, I want, this is, this is subtle, Shmuli, I want you to contemplate this. I'm sharing something, Shmuli, Avrami, I want you to contemplate this. Maish, I want you, if you don't mind contemplating this point. Listen. Yeah, listen to what to contemplate. Avi, listen to this. We take mitzvahs, we have mitzvahs on our cheshman. We put on tefillin, we wear tzitzis, we say kriyashma. And there's an aspect of every mitzvah that's loyalty to Hashem. It's loyalty to Hashem. It almost didn't matter what he told me. He could have said, stay on like this. The fact that I did this, I'm loyal to Hashem. So there's an aspect of mitzvah, loyalty to Hashem. Binyamin, there's also an aspect to the mitzvah that Hashem wants me to put on tefillin. Now it's true that tefillin teaches me something. Tefillin impacts me. But by the fact that God said to put on tefillin, the action of a yid putting on tefillin is eternally important. It does something. It's Hashem's ratzen. Besides what it taught me, besides that I'm a loyalist, the very activity... Now you might say, well, what does that do? A yid putting on tefillin. God commanded it. There's eternal value that a yid put on tefillin. That action lasts for eternity. Now you could study and there's svarim. What's that action of a yid wearing tefillin? It affects the galaxies. It affects the whole... It affects eternity. Because the eternal one said somebody should put on tefillin. There's an eternal importance that he had put on tefillin. Beyond that he just, well, he was loyal. No, no, no. Hashem said put on tefillin. He said this. This action has an eternal importance. There's something you could study the action. What are you doing? The tikkunim, the fixing ups, the accomplishments. There's an accomplishment that's eternal. Now you and I have very limited knowledge. We can first of all say when I put on film, I was loyal to Hashem because he told me. I can also learn lessons from it. But well beyond what lesson I learned from the tefillin, well beyond just the fact that I was loyal, which both are true, there's an eternal importance I put on tefillin, and God wanted tefillin to be put on. And as plans, when a person decided to put on tefillin, there's a tikkun, there's an accomplishment in that action. And that action endures, that action, the Iker told us that action endures. There's a line we say in Davening, Eternal life Hashem implanted us. He gave us the possibility of doing something that, in, that in eternally matters. 
And mitzvahs have great significance because God commanded us to do that mitzvah. Mm. And the mitzvah is eternally important. Each mitzvah you do, you were connected to something that's eternally important. And lasts and endures, that's eternal life. You have something that's important. Now you could study about what does Hashem want? It's fascinating that Hashem wants me to wrap tefillin. Now certainly me doing it, I've been loyal to Hashem. Check that box, that's the truth. Certainly I've learned things from tefillin. But well beyond what I've learned, and it's true and I should learn from it. I should study it and mitzvahs have what to teach me. I'm supposed to study the lessons of tefillin, what tefillin's teaching me. And what sets us. But the fact is that the Eternal One commanded this, and Sadiqim see in each pu'ula of a mitzvah bigger than children. Iker told the same shall Sadiqim is Maisim Taibim. More than children and legacy and outlasting and the eternity they see in an action. It's an incredible way to understand actions if you watch the chavivus and seriousness of a mitzvah. A God that lights the Ner Hanukkah sees in that pu'ula in eternal action. If you watch Sadiqim, the way they perform mitzvahs, they're so serious about it. Understand they view this as their eternal legacy, this pu'ula. This one action, Iker told the same shall Sadiqim. Sadiqim, it might be true on everybody, by the way, that the Iker told us of every person. Sadiqim lived with this awareness, according to what I'm understanding this year. The Iker told us of everybody as their Maisim Tevim. Tzadikim live with this. Iker told us Sam shall Tzadikim. Tzadikim live with this awareness that their main told us are their Maisim Tevim. And that's their performance of every mitzvah is in such a delicate, careful, this is my legacy, this is my eternity, this is what's going to last beyond me. Beyond the person, he did that pu'ula. We have actions and we zaycha to actions that are eternal actions because the eternal one was mitzvah, this action. And that action's going to last. The yid puts on tefillin, that action is forever. You can visit that action in Oilam Abba. In Oilam Abba, we'll be getting our rewards. That activity will still, the yid put on tefillin. The yid said, Kriyashma. The Yid gave tzedakah. That activity is something that Hashem wants and remains for eternity, that the Yid did that action. And Sadiqim live with Iker told the same. Every person's desire for children, for legacy, for that which continues, the main told us of Sadiqim. The main thing is their Maisim Tevim, and they treat Maisim Tevim with a tremendous seriousness, the value of an, of an action, of a mitzvah. I have told the guys many times about 11th grade in yeshiva and it's something I want us to improve that we're, a lot of us are thinking in the context of becoming something. A lot of us think, and it, there's certainly a worthy practice that I want to be a bentaira, I want to be a gadol, I want to create, and even our actions are often in context of what we want to become. I want the menorah to be mashpia on me that I'll become bigger. So if I light the menorah and I do it a lot like that tzaddik, so then I'll become a bigger tzaddik. The menorah, so the action is like unimportant a little bit. It's only what it turns me into. The action of many B'nai Torah is only what it turns, I hope this gets me really from, 
if I like shuckle hard enough doing this, so then, then I'll mamish. Now I'll get even a little bigger. And it's true mitzvahs do something to us. We say before a mitzvah, mm-hmm. but there's a schos to do this that Hashem was mitzvah. There's an importance to the action God said to do this. I think tzaddikim don't just ask, and that's what I'm sharing with the chevra. They don't just look at a pool, or the pool is not really significant. That was just a way to make me bigger. No, Hashem, you might not believe this. Hashem wanted this pool. Hashem told you to do this, wants this action. Now, you might be, ah, I don't get the importance. That's, you, you don't understand. Okay. Why would Hashem want, like, everybody to put on flacrities? Like, what is, such a funny thing he wants. Okay, good kasha, good kasha. But the pu'ula itself is valuable. God was mitzvah, this pu'ula. Sadikim approached the pu'ula with a tremendous seriousness. God wanted this pu'ula. Beyond what you see, it turned you into, and, did, and it does do things to you, there's no question. And Ratzak HaShbaruch L'Tzar V'Sabriyas L'Fikach Herbam Tayro Mitzvahs. Mitzvahs and Tayro, of course, impact the human being. No doubt about it. And Hashem gave us mitzvahs and the mitzvahs impact us. But He wants the mitzvah. The mitzvah has value. The mitzvah endures. And tzaddikim value the mitzvah. It, I've told the guys before, and this is something that I want this stage for us all. We sometimes hurt people so badly that a guy, a guy goes to an hour shear and you're like, oh, getting there, much better, much better. He comes to Shachas one day, much better. In the secular school system, we demand consistency. I hold we kill people. <laughs> nice he came to Shachas today, but you know, you missed yesterday. You do a little better. Three-day streak. I hate streaks. Because then it's all about you. No action really matters. So it doesn't matter that you pray to Hashem. It doesn't matter you put on tefillin. You're doing a little better. You put... When it's all about what it did to you, you forget about God. You, Hashem said to put on tefillin. Mm. That action is my main legacy of my life is I did the Maisim Taib. Hashem said to do and I did is very chashim. I think if you watch it, Tzaddik, I love when guys put on tefillin and come to this space, Madras, there's a purity that a guy is not trying. It, it's, it's, it's like, it's priceless to me. The guy walks in there and he puts on tefillin. There's no agenda. Oh, better, uh, being loyal to Hashem. Stop. He's being loyal to Hashem. He was mitzvah and he put on film. There's something huge that's like, uh, it's breathtaking, that activity. I beg the guys as you're becoming not to lose that. I beg you. Please, I beg you. One day you're going to be mamish, a festa ben taira. I beg you to still put on film like the Waterbury 10th grade. I beg you not to lose it. I plead with you. I'm trying myself not to lose it. I'm trying. Sometimes put on film at weird times. It will help you. I don't care. You're in the middle of BMG. Put on film for mincha. Everybody will think all the things about Just do it. I beg you. I beg you. Put on tefillin mincha. Because the, the pu'ula itself, it's not in terms. You're weird. You woke up late. You're a mishugana. You're, you're at it. You're just so messed up. Be fine. All the above. Just put on God's. Just, just put on tefillin. We so much have 12th grade, the process of becoming, and what it's doing to me, and I'm getting there, that we lost that Hashem was mitzavah me to do this. 
and there's a tremendous in the moment and value to the tzivoy. There's a tremendous in the moment value to, to I'm very present and, and loyally following my creator. And Sadiqim approach mitzvahs like this. Their whole approach, Iker told the saying shall Sadiqim. The main legacy, the main eternity is Maisim Taivim, is, is, is an activity of a mitzvah. If they're good deeds, that's their legacy. They did a good deed that endures because God was a mitzvah and I did it. It doesn't, it's not as opposed to studying, by the way. It really comes as follows. Once I take so seriously, if you have, coming in a month, coming in a month and a half, we're all going to light the Ner Hanukkah, and God told us to do it, I don't think their fire comes because they know what, what it is. I think they actually study what it is. God said this pool is like big. I'm, what is this? Fascinating. Of all this beautiful world, a backdrop for the things God wants us to do in this world. And the backdrop is he gives us a group, a, a series of mitzvahs. What are those things? What is tefillin? I'm like fascinated. And then, and then we study and I become increasingly curious for Panimia Satori. What is this tefillin? Yeah. Take it. Wow. Wow. Shem like wanted me and commanded me and told me to do this. And this is, this is, this is eternal. God said, rap, what is, what is, what's happening? What am I doing? And then you could discover and study what you're doing when you wrap your tefillin. What's happening? You could study and discover what it is. What am I saying? What's happening to me, to the world? But before, the impetus to study, I don't think the fire of tzaddikim is because they know what it means. I think they know what it means because they, because, because it's a mitzvah. So then that actually motivates us. This is amazing. Just, I don't think the fire and the, the, all the fire of their performance is because they know what it means. I think they know what it means because of the fire. If God was mitzvahing me this, so it's precious and important, I'd like to find out more about this. This is very, this is like why we're all alive is to take these straps like this. Wow. So let me study that. What is that? That's probably worthy and probably can do a lot, just touching it, figuring it out. The fact that I'm Zaycha to do it, remarkable. Now let me find out more about this. And people, we can study things and learn about the mitzvah, what it does to us, what it's saying. And we could study all different things about this command that, 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 that God wants. That's... <coughs> There's, there's, there's a, the Zayar was very, very mocked that people pay for mitzvahs. That you spend money and you spend effort. And all this, what would come naturally to somebody who knew that his main told us are mitzvahs, would come naturally outflowing from that 
that the main legacy of a person is his actions, is he'd want them done very beautifully. Much like in our own children, how much, it's very cute how people dress up their children. One day your wife, and it's gonna like be very weird for you, your wife's gonna dress up your child one day and it's gonna be massively important. And you're just going to have to live with it and appreciate it. She's going to put on cute clothing, the boy, the girl. and You're like, what's the, who cares? But it's like a whole lot of this is our child. And your wife's going to be a mom well before you're a dad. It's much more instinctive on the lady. And your child, how your child dresses of extreme importance. It's fast that Jewish parents, you'll see one day when your kid eats, you are full of nachas. Your kid ate, like, you're like, oh, you're so happy. It's your child, and you just want the child to endure and live. And every aspect, from the dress of the child to your child eating, is important to you. This, child, this child's kiyam is important to you. And when, when a person understands that the Iker told his shal tzaddikim is ma'isim taivim, you'll then understand the diktuk and importance that tzaddikim put in their mitzvahs. Because this is their main child, so the care and concern of how a mitzvah is done, that it's done with an exactness, with our, my, with our own flavor, my own flair and style, this is my child, this is my legacy, this is, this is the important activities of my life. So the manner of performance is going to just matter. There's going to be a special energy, a special attention given to the action. This is the main told us. This is our main offspring of our life. Those moments of mitzvahs is the main legacy of a person. So each benching becomes valuable. Big tzaddikim live. They want each benching to be dressed nicely. They make sure it's geputzt, mamish. You know, the kid has the right. You buy the newest hat, the newest... Each benching, tzaddikim lives such a madrega. So every mitzvah is like finely dressed and finely adorned and taken care of. This is, this is my legacy. All, each action, a mitzvah that endures. And I want to visit my mitzvah. I don't want it to be like undressed or dressed in weird clothing. I want to have the coolest, most stylish clothing. Iker told us, tzaddikim is my type. I asked Mechila, the guys came to learn Musa and we learned Chumash Rashi. We learned the Rashi today. But this Rashi gets me. Iker told the same. Aaron, I want to welcome you back home. Welcome home. How is your Chumash? Are you back on the courts? Are you back on the courts? Two weeks. Okay. Two weeks, you're allowed to go fully. What was it? MCL? What? Meniscus. The sports guys amongst us, you're following, if anybody's a football or basketball fan, how do you know it's an ACL injury? You're watching a game and an athlete you like goes down, how do you know it's an ACL? I don't care what the announcers say, the big sports aficionados, how do you know that it's, who do you know the answer? I believe, I believe, you know, don't say yet. Yeah. Who do you got? Who do you got? Who do you got? Who do you know? Who do you know? The man knows. The man knows. Any real sports that you follow, football, basketball knows. How do you know if it's an ACL injury? If the guy goes down non-contact. 
if a guy's smashed, rocked, and falls down, the injury's not so bad. You could say they'll be out a week. Then now it's like, I don't know what's going to be. They bring out a stretcher, an ambulance. He's going to come back the next Sunday to play football. The way you know you're not going to see him for a year is if he falls down non-contact. Thank you, Hootie, for knowing that. Sport, no, no big sports fans among any sports fan knows this. ACL, right. ACL's Achilles. Yeah. Very good, you that knows it. You knows it. When your favorite in basketball, the guy goes down, there's no contact. They show the replay. Like, but now it's like, oh, I don't know. No kind. He's like, I don't know how long it'll be out. Hi, Mama Yudin. It's Mods. Shout out to all the moms out there. <laughs> Very good, dude. That's the ACL and MCL, which are very bad injuries. At Muller. It's Achilles. It snaps. It's not a contact injury. So the quarterback goes back to pass, and just he's down, and the announcers are, like, scratching their heads. He just tore his ACL. See him next year. Ask about A year and a half. That's, it's a non-contact injury. Basketball. guy's running down the court, and all of a sudden he just drops in a heap. Next year. One and a half, a year, a year and a half. It's called ACL injury. That's just, you, you knew this, right? What's the You're a big sports show? guy? What's the <laughs> <show>? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good guy. I have, no, no, I have good, this is iron because he hurt his, he hurt his meniscus. I happen to have him a for this, but it's not, it's a, it's a good piece of chachman. Yeah. You know, the, the nimshal, the nimshal is, I'll tell you the nimshal, and this, this is something, I don't know, we got here from Aaron, but I'll tell you the nimshal that, that it matters. There are people who go through a trauma in, your, in their life, and another guy will tell me, another guy will tell me, I didn't go through all this. And he, and he like, he looks at it, I'm sorry, I didn't go through all that. You cannot have an incident, and if you feel insecure, you feel anxious, with no contact, it could be a worse injury than a contact injury. Oh. And no trauma, the, the no non-contact, no it doesn't have to be that somebody beat you matter. up and somebody did to you and somebody... The challenges of life, here a non-contact injury, grad, is much, much worse. A guy in football, some Michigan who bowls him over and crushes him and his foot breaks in a crazy position. He's gone three weeks. See him in three weeks. He's back on the field. This guy's a non-contact injury, and it's much, much worse. But there could be many of them shown. But I just say that not always is the worst thing that somebody else bang the clap from within. Could be a bad zach also. People are bali yisurim. Never had a contact injury. This guy's out a year. This guy's out three weeks. So be careful how you judge and how you assess. That's Revezi, if you want a nimshol. <laughs> it's just the truth. You were, sport, Ellie, you were a sports guy growing up? You knew this, you say. No, you never knew that? If you, if you, if you watch, eh? you should, none of us should watch, none of us should see the Seder, but if you do, you know just this. Jay, do you know this, no? What do you mean you experienced it? Really? It would have been in the NBA. You didn't know that? Tzvi, we saw this summer. This summer, Tzvi, Tzvi Eisner, one of the best athletes in the were playing football, and he went down in a heap, and there was no contact. I knew it was bad. Tzvi Eisner went in a heap. There's a big bang, okay? You know, it's a bruise. It's a terrible bruise. It, he went down in a heap, but nobody hit him. That was scary. He's a big guy. You know something serious. What, people don't, like, go down. There was no... And he, it was an ACL injury. Amen. Amen. Aaron, so yours was meniscus.
Amazing. What did you say? No, no, not as bad. Meniscus, not what's, as the, what's the judge You're back meniscus? in two weeks. The meniscus is the front knee. How does that work? Did you get a bracha? Should I get a bracha? Boy, Shlema, I'm happy you're back on. No, I just I'm sending it. I sent a mad hug. I broke my helmet. We went too late. What time is it? Was no such thing. No second save. No ah, perfect. 3.45. Revezi, I, I got an anxiousness that we were too late. It's 3.45 right now. I want to say quickly with the schedule. Chevra, with the schedule quickly. Yeah.